Hello, and welcome to an emergency episode of Ringer FC. Um, We know this isn't our regular recording time, um, which is Mondays every other week, but uh, we just had to come out here to celebrate Liverpool beating Manchester City. And also, (laughs) we we, we needed to acknowledge the fact that uh, Barcelona blew a 4-1 lead. Yeah, uh, it's Ryan O'Hanlon, that was Micah Peters, uh, and Donnie Kwok is over in New York. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't know... It was a very subdued yep from Donny because he was rooting for City. If you don't yeah. know, uh, Barcelona beat Roma 4-1 at the new Camp last week. 538 gave them a 98% chance of advancing. Um, and then they went to Rome, and Rome won 3-0. And now Take Barcelona's out. Uh, meanwhile, Liverpool won their first, first leg against Man City 3-0 after a... Multiple heart attack inducing first half. Liverpool won the second leg 2 1, 1 5 1 in advance. So the wide, way far ahead leaders in La Liga and the Premier League have both been dumped out. Um, so we're going to give you guys three takeaways. It's going to be a quick podcast, 10 minutes. Um, so, Micah, what's your first, what's your takeaway from this day of, of glorious mayhem? <laughs> this ta- my takeaway <laughs> from this day of glorious mayhem is that, you know, I'm just, I I didn't expect to be, but I'm genuinely happy for Roma. They haven't been back to the semifinals since like 1984, mm-hmm. despite like appearing in the in the quarterfinals a bunch of times. And also, uh, I guess like really happy for Ed and Dzeko. Agreed. Um, and also, <laughs> and also the fact that uh, I, I'm I'm just happy for Roma generally because it's quite a feat to sell your. A sensible best player in Mo Salah over the summer, and then to advance to the semifinals over Barcelona. Donnie, that, do you that think Greek uh, de- that, that Greek defender they have that Arsenal is supposed to sign every year was amazing? <laughs> <laughs> do you think uh, it's a Ewing theory situation with Mohamed Salah for Roma? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Liverpool City, though. Well, first of all, I think it's like Fragiola season is back now. Um, That's your takeaway. I mean, this was probably the most ignominious way for him to, for his team to be knocked out. I mean, first of all, he was sent off at the half, so he had to watch the second half from the stands, looking more and more forlorn every minute. Looking like a person who missed their train, the next one isn't coming for an hour and 15 minutes. But I mean, but as Ryan said, I mean, City had Liverpool on the ropes for most of the first half. I mean, Silva hit the post, and Bernardo, and... I still, nobody can explain to me why the second goal was disallowed. I've seen like six replays of it. I've seen pundits trying to talk about why or why not. It, might, it may have been disallowed, but that was a good goal. Am I right? Hmm. Everything, everything changes if, if it's 2-0 going into half because then Liverpool's really on the ropes knowing that the next goal is an equalizer. Yeah, if I wanted to be a, a whataboutist about this, I would say that you could say that it was a foul on Virgil Van Dyke on the first goal. So you, more, that, more along that the lines was of nowhere near a foul. Come, it was, on. come on, it was like LeBron, the, just because he's bigger. <laughs> you know, was really able to take out Big Virgil like that. Uh, I don't think so. I'm just saying when you sort of isolate one decision, you you, you kind of get lost and forget about all of the other. Uh, Things that could have gone the other way too. But, but, but back to Fraudula what you really should now. be focusing on is that Liverpool first touch won into five the, one. Yeah, well, also <laughs> Sadio Mane's first touch into the box on that uh, solid goal too was you know not safe for work. Well, let's hear a little bit more about Fraudiola. Well, right. I was just going to say that like if you've been listening to the commentary coming into this game, it's like 
each result of, you know, the last three results have just built on each other, building this momentum of City being not just vulnerable now, but really it's like a moment of reckoning. I mean, they're still going to win the league, obviously, but I think this is four of six, lo- four of six now, four losses in the last six matches. And yeah, well, I was saying that they lost to Liverpool twice and to United um, fumble it. They 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 fumbled the bag. Yeah, at the Eddie had over the weekend. <laughs> Another bag secured. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I mean, like, and and yeah, like you were saying, they they. I mean, having basically had the Premier League sewed up since you know we were unwrapping presents. I mean, but, I mean, like against United in, over the weekend, the first half was was City really at their best. I mean, the, the finishing could have been better, I guess, or they they probably should have had more than one goal, but uh, they were dominant. But you know, um, if you combine the the first half from this game and the first half from the Man U game, it would have been like the greatest soccer game ever played by a single team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just for you listeners at home, I mean, Ryan and Chris, I mean, were nervous, were definitely nervous in that first half, as I'm sure all Liverpool fans were, because it looked like. After they scored in the first three minutes, it looked like an inevitability that they were going to get a couple more. It's it's interesting because like obviously it's a it's a bizarre situation for both managers to come in. Like Klopp heading into a game knowing his team is being spotted three goals, and Guardiola knowing he has to just all out attack, and then just sort of seeing how they approach much it, those things. I mean, it. I would say it. It worked from City's perspective for the most part, but as you're saying, Donnie, like they could have had two goals. They hit the post, had a couple other chances that skimmed by. I mean, they they only had two shots on goal despite something like 14 shots. But it makes me wonder if like more teams should just put more attackers on the field and just go for it. But <laughs> you, you know, could, you could you could see even though in the first half, although they had most of the ball and were putting all the pressure on them, it was still a little nervous every time the ball came back to to Atamendi and Laporte and, and Walker. You could see that they were a little bit vulnerable, and, and that showed. Yeah, the, by, the, by the second half, there were a bunch of sort of interceptions that uh, Otamendi and Laporte and Walker had to make on like sort of attempted counterattacks that they don't seem like a big deal, but if the pass gets through, kind of yeah. it's Liverpool's three attackers um, coming down on you. Uh, I mean, it's do you guys? Do you buy into the Fraudiola stuff, or is it more of my take, which is soccer is random, bro? I don't. I don't necessarily <laughs> know that I buy into the Fraudiola take. I think that you we were kind of having a conversation about this offline. Is just that he's never managed a team where he's able to outperform his resources, and yeah, because well, if he it, has the most resources, exactly. So, <laughs> so I mean, like a uh, city. City was, you know, like built to be a title contender. They're going to win the title. They would have liked to, ch- but the thing is that, like, that was like by default. That was that was the minimum expectation. So I mean, they they peaked in February, and so I think history is going to look back at this season as like a good, a great accomplishment, you know, for winning the league by as many points as they'll eventually win it by. But also, there'll be a lot of butts. Yeah, but but uh, you know, the trophies that they didn't win and the, and the tournaments they crashed out. But of, they, so. I, I think they're going to. This is sort of this sums up the kind of Pep Guardiola conundrum. I think they're going to break the Premier League points record and people are still going to feel unsatisfied with how the season went. Yeah. I mean, like, when you have people that are... When you have people that are crying in the stands. <laughs> yeah, Man City fans were crying after they crying lost to Crying after they lost to Manchester United. It was delicious. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, 
it's just kind of this weird hinterland of like what like expectation versus you know like what he can actually deliver on those expectations like yeah. it's soccer is random bro <laughs> yeah the, i think the the setup of the champions league makes it impossible for him to achieve uh, R- the ryan, expectations will, ryan will you finally concede now that ronaldo is better than messi <laughs> no which leads <laughs> me to my takeaway argentina is going to win the world cup because Barcelona lost to Roma. Wow, please elaborate <laughs> on that. I would like to know more. Uh, Barcelona is up by uh, something like 13 points on Real Madrid, um, possibly more. They're up by uh, 15 points on Real Madrid. And the La Liga season's over. Champions League's obviously over for Messi, so he's going to just sort of coast, um, taper, so he's back into full form come the World Cup. <laughs> he gets to take a sabbatical for the rest of uh, Barcelona's league games, come back tan and rested for... Although uh, he won the golden ball at the last World Cup, and that still wasn't enough, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think what one interesting point that I think we could talk about briefly before we get out of here, Ronaldo does seem to always be peaking at this point in the season, Right. Um, and yeah. I'm, I don't think Messi is by any means ever falling off, but I think with this game you saw, I mean, Busquets and Iniesta were had to both be taken off. Um, yeah, for Paco Alcelser and the and the who who else came on? I, uh, like, Andre Gomez. <laughs> um, and they, Andre Gomez. They didn't came bring on Dembele till the end. So I, I think you know, there's sort of that we're seeing Real Madrid again. They're not going to win La Liga, but. They are the favorites to win the Champions League in my mind at this point, and they do seem like they're peaking. And Barcelona just seemed... I think Barcelona, we've maybe overrated them for a lot of the season, um, obviously, based on this, because they didn't... This wasn't an unlucky sort of Roma just scoring, like, bombs from 40 yards out. This was Roma just pounded the shit out of Barcelona. Um, Yeah, I mean... Some parallels parallels between City and Barcelona then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Dzeko sh- shrugged off from TD for the first goal. Like, this, the, the last one was, like, a header at the near post on a, on, a, on a set piece. I mean, like, they were beaten in very conventional ways. It wasn't like it was random. Great celebration, too, for the last goal. Of course, the away goals were really stupid, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, we're not going to get it. We're into not that. doing that. I, <laughs> so, I guess we'll end this by saying uh, congrats to Barcelona and Real Madrid. Barcelona may go undefeated in La Liga, and they'll also have the asterisk next to their season. So congrats to those two clubs for managing to break records and disappoint all of us at the same time. (laughs) And uh, congrats to Roma. I'm not going to say anything about Liverpool because I'm an unbiased journalist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Let's Um, go Sevilla. Yeah. Everyone, I guess, based on this, watch Bayern better watch their backs tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Let's pump not. the brakes. All right. Uh, thanks to Donnie, Micah. We'll be back um, this upcoming Monday to talk Premier League, talk ch- more Champions League, talk about the draw, and uh, talk about Zlatan's hat trick, uh, which I'm already predicting for this weekend. So we'll see you guys in a couple days. Speaking into existence. Mm-hmm.